0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Barancini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hi, it's me, Pia, and welcome back to Everything is the Best. Today's guest is Dr. Lekos, who is a functional medicine doctor and the founder of Bios Functional Medicine in Santa Monica. Unlike most doctors, Lekos looks at you as a whole person. I was told by multiple people this man solves the unsolvable, and they were right. In our first session, we talked for over two hours, just like about who I am, which I don't know about you has never happened to me in a doctor's office. Rather than bandaging symptoms, he looks at you as a whole person and addresses true underlying causes. His goal is to make you feel better now while preventing disease so you can literally live your best life. He also offers really cool regenerative services using adult stem cells to activate the body's built-in mechanism of self-repair and restore function to one's declining health. Essentially, he's a master biohacker. Listen, I understand a service like this comes with extreme privilege. So until our healthcare system makes much needed changes, I did my best to give you all the answers you need, including what most people should be eating, the importance of sleep hygiene, what supplements most people should be taking, why we need to cut out chemicals, and most importantly, how mental health affects our body. This conversation was important to me, so we decided to skip out on our relationship Q&A this week. I hope you enjoy. So I want to start... I want to kind of give, I'll ask you questions through this, but like just in general, it's so funny. It's it's like the Gwyneth and like Amanda Bacon thing too. Like anytime you talk about health, um, especially food, it can be incredibly, um, it can sound very elitist and privileged because most people didn't grow up learning about that. You know what I mean? How the what we eat affects us so intensely. And so I kind of want to present this in like a gentle way to the listeners. So I'd love to even just start off with like, where did you grow up and what got you into medicine? And then essentially, what made you uh, switch from traditional medicine to functional?
2: If you wouldn't mind
0: walking us through that.
2: (laughs) It's so funny. I always think people don't really give a shit about, you know, how I got where I am, but I guess people do. You know, um, my dad's Greek and my mom is American. So I grew up in a Greek American household, which, you know, the Greek way of being raised is the iron fist. This is the way it is strict rules, et cetera. And my dad kind of ingrained in me at a young age to be your own boss, no matter what you do. So you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or have your own business and that's it. And so, you know, growing up was, doing my thing. And then it kind of came around time to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. And I always loved science and I loved learning a lot. And I think the the seed that planted in me to be a doctor was when I was in fourth grade, there was a kid in my class who had polio and he had those arm crutches because his legs were shot. Mm -hmm. He was just kind of scooting around on his little arm crutches, getting around and he tried so hard to fit in in school and classmates and things and, and he wanted to be normal really bad. And it really touched my heart to watch him struggle. And you know, kids were mean as they are and they were making fun of him and picking on him and stuff. And it it was just crushing to watch. And I just felt that was like the seed that planted in me. Like I wish I could help fix his medical problems so he could feel, you know, quote normal again. Aww. So that's just kinda how it, it rolled into my heart, I guess. And then I, you know, went to med school and was trained in conventional medicine and I was practicing emergency medicine in Texas. And I'll never forget it. It was like, I don't know, my fourth year out of residency and I sat down for my shift and, and I was overwhelmed with this feeling of like, oh my God, this is such a mistake. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I just felt terrible. I was like, I went through all this schooling and residency and here I am feeling like this is not my purpose. No, oh, no. So it really shook me up. And so I started looking for alternative ways of what I love, which is medicine. And so I was looking into, you know, really outside the box stuff, reading up on it. And I kind of stumbled my way into the functional medicine world. And I went to my first functional medicine lecture to kind of learn about it. And it was like that aha moment Oprah always talks about. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa, this is it, baby. This is what I'm supposed to do. It was so amazing. I felt so good. And I did the whole program, got you know board certified and did my, then I got my master's degree in functional metabolic nutritional medicine and realized that in the interim that our medical system doesn't work. The West, Western medicine doesn't work like it should. It does have its shining moments for sure. Mm-hmm. It does have application and saves lives. And it's amazing. But a lot of times it fails us because it doesn't prevent anything. It's like, wait till you get sick model and then go, go to the doctor. Yeah. So when I was, learning learned functional medicine, we, need a totally different approach, as you know, you know, we look at preventing things, preventing you getting sick. We look at optimizing your health, getting you to where all your pistons are firing, getting mm-hmm. you to where when I work you up and do your labs and talk to you, I make a treatment plan. And the biggest thing of is we're looking for the root cause of what's wrong with you. It's not like, here's your pill for your problem and put you in a box like everybody else does.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like for example, we got anxiety. So let's go, oh, you're anxious, here's your Xanaxia you later. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm looking, why? Is it because you're not sleeping? Is it because you're on a medication that makes you anxious? Is it because your gut bacteria is off? Is it hormonal? Is it your thyroid? Are you stressed? Is it a childhood thing you went through that's still brewing and making you anxious? So I'm looking for all these reasons why you are the way you are. And we treat that. And so it's a very cool encompassing thing. And it really has a lot to do with your lifestyle too. That a lot of doctors don't dive into. So I want to know all about you. Like, how are you born? Were you breastfed? Have you had any head trauma, any toxin exposures, any childhood stresses? You know, how do you deal with stress? How do you eat? How do you sleep? Do you exercise? And a lot of deep, deep history taking about the person so you can learn all about you. Now I know how to approach you from all angles because as you know, I like the whole mind, body, spirit approach. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's the key is getting all three in balance and that'll make a really healthy person is when all three things are dialed in.
0: Hey guys, it's Gobby from What's Gobby Cooking? And I figured we've all got a little extra time on our hands right now. Hello, social distancing. So what better time to start a podcast than now? Come hang every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the foreseeable future while we learn how to put those staple ingredients from your pantry to work. I'll be taking calls every podcast to answer your burning questions on what to make with a mishmash of ingredients along with talking tips and tricks in the kitchen, how to do easy substitutions in different recipes and who knows what else. Corona quarantine, here we come. Having my first appointment with you there for so long, I mean, since eighth grade, I'd felt so sick. Something wrong with me or something wrong with me. And then it was, yeah, here's Xanax for your your anxiety. Here's Celexa for your depression. Here's Adderall so you can focus. You know, by the time I was in... Ninth grade, I was on like eight different medications, but nothing ever worked and never really felt good. And I've been searching and switching doctors so often to try to have someone who approached me the way they approached you. And I remember leaving the appointment and calling my mom crying. One, because I was just so thankful and happy that that had happened. Because for those who don't know, you know, I had my first appointment with Dr. Lecos and it was two hours of us just talking. And you taking so many detailed notes about who I was as a person, it was a genuine interest in me and yeah, all these underlying things that could be creating these problems. And then I remember also being mostly emotional that this is not normal. Um and it makes me sad for everybody who's sick and, and doesn't have access to someone like you. Right. Um, which is incredibly fucked up. <laughs> 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 it is It's sad because my dad was so sick for so long and there was no, I remember it was always just like another pill, another pill, another pill. And I remember just being like,
2: like, yeah, that's how That's but that's how we're taught. That's the, that's the problem. Exa- uh, so
0: yeah, which I mean, hopefully more people like you or more doctors are inspired by you to, to create similar practices because it's just incredibly depressing.
2: It's starting to change, you know. I'm seeing the, the the shift happen, and why it's happening is because of people like you and everyone else out there who are taking their health in their own hands and looking into different ways of healing themselves and things that are outside of the box of conventional medicine. So, and then the doctors are like, "Whoa, that worked! That was interesting. Let's look into this some more." And they're starting to, I'm seeing more acupuncture in people's healthcare. I'm seeing Reiki and things like that. I'm seeing doctors become more open to alternative therapies now and that's how the game will change yeah bottom up
0: so every time i post about you or something i'm taking that you have recommended for me the number one question i get from so many people is well how do i find a doctor like that and i don't know how to respond i always just say if you can find a functional medicine doctor in your area and then they're like but what tests are you taking and i'm like well, Genova, like part of me is like, do I just tell them to go to their doctor and say like, hey, like I need a Genova test and can you please like get all the the detailed results back and can we go live? Like what can someone say to their doctor to essentially kind of mimic what you do?
2: So that's kind of, that's a tough one because they're not going to know what to do with the test when they get it because they're not trained in that way. So if you want to learn or see a functional doctor, you can, there's two resources you could send them to. One of them is Mm -hmm. ifm.org, Institute of Functional Medicine. And you go on their website and you can type in your zip code and then it'll pop up a bunch of docs in your area who are trained by it. The other resource is A as in apple, then the number four, and then M as in Mary, a4m.com. They also have a list of docs in your area that are trained in functional medicine. That's the two best places to go look.
0: Great, go on. Yeah, oh, no. there's a very great answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: So, what does an average day look like for you, pre-Corona?
2: I'll get up, have a coffee, and the first thing I do is I go outside on my porch
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I ground myself. Nice. And the way I ground myself is I will stay in there outside on the porch, and I'll take a deep breath in. And as I breathe in deeply, I'm going to imagine I'm pulling white energy or a white light from the bottom of my feet that are pulling in from the earth. And I also imagine I'm pulling in white light or energy from the sky, going into my head, in my hands. And I have the meat in my heart. So energy coming up my body from the earth and then down from the sky. As I exhale, I push it back into the earth and back into the sky. And I inhale and pull it back into my body and I do that 10 breaths. And that's how I kind of center myself and ground myself for the day. Um it's like an energy technique I like to use. It's very calming and I'll just kind of stop and center, maybe set an intention for the day and just be quiet with myself for a little bit because you know I'm about to have a big day and I want to be there. Mm-hmm. So I always I like for everyone to have a, some type of morning routine. I think it's important. To set your day off, whether you get up and do that or do a meditation or do something to center your mind and your heart and then go on your way. And then I'll do that kind of thing again at night before I go to bed. I'll do a similar type of thing or I'll journal or I'll sit quiet and meditate at night before I go to sleep. Because I feel like if you have good morning practices and, and night practices of, of the similar type of soul settling things. It creates your kind of resets your mind and your heart to be more relaxed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Life be- can become so monotonous, doing the same things over and over all the time, and you get stuck in these little loops, and life just seems to fly by because you're doing the same thing every single day. So try to do things differently every single day. Maybe you drive to work a different way, maybe you shave on the different side of your face, or maybe you eat at a different time, or maybe you do something different to create some newness in your world every single day. And so that's important to do. So I try to do that and I try to push my boundaries of myself every day. So what I mean by that is try to do something every day to push yourself out of your comfort zone. So that's when you are going to expand yourself as a person. If you push the boundaries of who you are every day, you're going to have bigger boundaries and realize how cool you really are as a human being, and how cool you can really uh, accentuate your life by trying new things and getting out there, and 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 you know, it makes life more tasty, so to speak. I want everyone to realize what a badass they really are.
0: It's a so, good characteristic to find someone who has interests and in multiple interests, or at least has tried. Yeah. That's my husband and I always say, we search for interesting and interested people because mm-hmm. a, it creates character to push yourself like that.
2: Absolutely. And you realize what you really can do.
0: Yeah. most people don't do that.
2: No, they don't. They stay in their comfort zone and they stay safe. Yeah. That's not, that's not living.
0: No, it's not. No. Do you work out every day?
2: No, no I am I'm, I really don't. I mean, now I am in this quarantine. I'm doing a lot more, which is great, but I do on the weekends for sure. But I'm I'm so busy from night to <laughs> sunrise to sunset. I don't have a ton of time. Yeah. But now in quarantine, I have more time and I'm loving it. So I'm going to try to restructure my days where I have more time to do that. It's important. What
0: do you, I, and we've talked about this a lot, kind of like what you recommend as a workout. And I think, especially during quarantine, um, I'd love for you to kind of break down like what you think is a good workout schedule. Like I know for me, you said, because I want to burn fat, it was three hit workouts while fasting and then maybe like a cardio day and then like a easy movement day. Yeah,
2: what exactly. What do you usually so, recommend? So what I get people to start off doing is like you said, three days a week of high intensity interval training, which we call HIIT. And I like to do that in a fasted state in the morning because in a fasted state, you're going to burn through your glucose storage pretty quick, which is your energy molecule. And then your body's like, whoa, man, PA is killing it right now. I need some energy and it's going to go to fat to break it down to provide fuel for you during your hit workout. And so hit should be real intense. It should be 30 seconds of a burst move and then rest. The problems with all the hit you see on the, at the gyms and, and these trainers, um, They don't do it quite right based on the research. So Mm. the research shows to burn fat, you need to do 30 seconds of a burst, and the burst is intense. You have to go at it hard, hard as you can, and then you rest. The swinging heart rate, up, down, up, down, is what creates the metabolic burn and increases your metabolism for 24 hours. The people, who, the people who went like 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off and 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off, their heart rate didn't swing a whole lot. So they didn't lose, they didn't lose much fat. You have to get your heart rate down again and then sh- let it shoot up again to get that fat burning going. But the question Shit, is,
0: I've been doing 30 seconds, 30 seconds.
2: No, it's, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's why it's not working. You gotta rest. <laughs> Shit. But the question is, is how long do you rest? So it's not a magic heart rate number. The key is a physical clue with you. So here's Mm -hmm. what you do. You're going to, you're going to, first time you do this, let's say you do 30 seconds of burpees, hardcore, you go for it. Mm -hmm. And then you time yourself and see how long it takes you to catch your breath again and speak. Mm -hmm. You can have a conversation, but you're just kind of winded. That's when you know I'm good to go again. So if that took you 49 seconds to get there, you set your timer for 30 seconds on 49 seconds off. Yeah. I just got one of those easy free hit timers. Yeah. At like 16 to 20 rounds of that and you pick full body moves like burpees, jumping jacks, jump squats, jump lunges, mountain climbers, ladders, mm-hmm. whatever. Just get your heart rate up. But the key is to rest. You got to get it back down again.
0: And how many rounds did you say again?
2: I like 16 to 20 rounds. And if you can't get there, it's okay. Don't, don't, don't be mad at yourself because it's really hard. You, some people can't do more than eight or 10 and they're done.
0: So that's like four exercises, what? Four times? 16.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could, you could do that.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. And so I like that three days a week. Um, and a big tip I like to tell people don't eat food for about 90 minutes after you do cardio hit.
0: I've been implementing that. My husband and I work out in the morning and I'll immediately want to go grab something to eat. And like, we have to wait 90 minutes.
2: Yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're in real intense fat burning mode for a few hours after you do this. So let that, let that burn. Why, why stop it? But you could do
0: obviously a coffee or something, right?
2: Yeah. You can have a coffee for sure in the morning.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just do
0: coffee with MCT and like an adaptogen or something, but nothing else.
2: That's good. You don't put milk and sugar.
0: No, no, no. Okay. Sugar. Are you crazy? (laughs) I can't go, I can't be your patient and (laughs) and ingest sugar. (laughs) I'd be undoing all the work. And then the rest of the week, what? You just think like running or some sort of yoga?
2: Uh, Then two other days will be like a muscle building day. Do some weight training where you can do some, you know, weights Mm or TRX or some type of muscle building workouts. And then two days I want rest. I want nothing. And then the people who are junkies, like, like I have to work out every day. And then, okay, well, on your rest days, make it something chill, like a nice yoga, easy Pilates. Nothing intense. You don't want to overtrain. I see that as a big mistake. People are like, oh my God, I'm getting fast. I work out more and I eat less. And then they end up gaining weight because they're just stressing their system way too much. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's a good tip. I honestly think that most people just assume more, 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 more.
2: No, and if you if you're in that loop of doing more and more, eating less and you're getting fatter, it's because you're raising your cortisol way too much, not letting yourself rest and recover. Your body doesn't change when you're in the gym. It changes when you're resting, in your sleep, your day off. That's when the, the body starts to change its shape and form.
0: So, in, that's a good point, which is sleep, which is one of the first things that uh, I changed after our, our first appointment because you made it is so clear how important proper sleep hygiene is. And I think that, especially during this quarantine, everyone's anxiety levels are so intense that sleep has been an odd thing. Or what do you recommend that's easy and accessible for most people to kind of practice good sleep hygiene?
2: Yeah, you're right. The quarantine's kind of freaking everybody out. Everybody's staying up a lot later. It's throwing off all the circadian rhythms. You know, people working Mm -hmm. from home are noticing how much more tired they are. It's really interesting. But um, sleep and exercise are the two things that will make you live the longest sleep is by far becoming so, so important to our health. The lack of sleep is causing things like anxiety and depression and memory problems. It's causing cardiovascular disease and high blood pressure. It's causing diabetes uh, numbers to go up, lowers sex hormones like testosterone. And um, it's just trash in your body because you you end up the next day wanting to eat more sugar and carbs because your hunger hormones get thrown off. Mm. So it's super important. It's also it's becoming the number two cause of weight loss resistance is not sleeping. So it's super, super important. It's the first thing I work on with people. So little hacks you can do to help you is your pre-sleep routine. You don't want to be on the computer or electronics or watching TV too much. It's the blue light that can stimulate your mind
1: mm-hmm. into
2: the alpha beta waves, which is the awake state. So, you know, use blue light blocking glasses by Felix Gray or... You can run an app on your devices called Flux, F dot L-U-X, to block the blue light. That's one thing you do. You need to decompress yourself, relax, take a bath, just slow down your mind, put things away, maybe do a nice meditation or an easy yoga. I like to um, make sure when you sleep that you keep your room as cold as you can tolerate it. Like The best sleep temperature is 65 to 67 degrees. Mm -hmm. If your partner doesn't like that, you can get these pads called the Chili Pad or Uler, O-O-L-E-R. And you can put them on your mattress which kind of keep you cool on your side if you want.
0: Why does it help to stay... I mean, I love a cold room when going to sleep, but what? what's the science behind that?
2: Because it, we, we've, we found that cold temperatures promotes... And we think it might be some type of genetic paleolithic thing.
0: I was going so. to say this seems like it's a caveman thing.
2: Exactly. It's like a hibernation thing. Mm -hmm. So we see people get deeper sleep cycles, more restful sleep. So keep your room cold. If you can't fall asleep, there's things you can take to help you fall asleep. My go-to is usually melatonin. I love CBD Mm -hmm. uh, or THC. If you want to do an Indica, if it needs to help you sleep, if you got to go there. Um, I've been using lately a product called Magteen, you get on Amazon it's M A G T E I N. Magteen is a special type of magnesium. Mag three and eight gets into the brain and it really relaxes the brain. And magnesium has been shown to increase deep sleep and REM sleep and better sleep cycles. And a really weird hack I've been doing with patients, um, is taping their mouth shut when they sleep. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of research this year. It's interesting. that like people who mouth breathe at night, they sleep terrible. They don't enter sleep cycles right. They actually don't oxygenate their brain because their mouths open. And it sounds like you would, but you don't.
1: Weird.
2: You got to nasal breathe. So on Amazon, you can pick up this product called Somnifix. S O M N I F I X. Somnifix. It's a special tape that you tape your mouth shut every night, and people are like. Patients are like, wow, I'm getting some way better sleep, way better. They just didn't know their mouth was popping open when they were sleeping.
0: Weird.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Pretty cool.
0: How do you, what do you recommend for staying asleep?
2: So staying asleep. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about is when you have the blue light, that can really jack up your, your it will wake you Mm. up later. Um, Staying asleep. I love melatonin and CBD oil because they are long-acting or an indica product that can keep you down. A lot of times it, it's a cortisol that's spiking, mm-hmm. making you wake up out of sleep. So before bed, you can try a phosphatidylserine or PS for short. And phosphatidylserine is uh, about 300 milligrams at bedtime. What I hear a lot of is people wake up and then their mind starts going. They start yes. thinking about their day and problems and So what I'll do is before bed, you can take something called L-theanine, L-T-H-E-N-I-N-E. And I like 400 to 600 milligrams at bedtime. L-theanine is a a compound that's pulled out of green tea, and it's very relaxing for the brain. It makes your mind calm and focused, and it stops that repetitive mind chatter you got going on. It really nips that in the bud, and you can kind of fall back asleep pretty quick. Um,
0: I always hear that from people that they wake up, and that's happened to me twice in the last 10 days so i'm awake at five
1: I'm just, fuck yeah
0: like now how you know and then i like want to grab my phone and then if i grab my phone i'm never going go back to sleep because that light is going to blast into the back of my brain and then it's on you know <laughs>
2: right exactly right you know and then like a really cool trick is the, the funnest trick of all is to have sex and you know, sex has been shown in studies to help sleep help you fall asleep so, if you can't sleep, just nudge your husband and say, Hey, baby. <laughs> I, <was gonna> say. <laughs> I need you right now.
0: <laughs> like, um, I talked to Dr. Lecco today, and he said, we have sex yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Besides sleep, now, because we just covered that, but what are your biggest concerns for our health right now? Just for an average American person, what's the biggest concern you see?
2: If it's besides sleep, it's going to be stress. Yeah. Hands down, stress. Stress is what's gonna kill you. Look, our world is crazy stressful. And if you think about it, really, stress isn't really real. It doesn't exist. We create stress in our mind. It's our reaction to life. It's a reaction to our perception of what we're seeing and feeling. And you have to start there. The stress response on the body is really, really bad. You raise a hormone called uh, cortisol. And cortisol, if it stays high all the time, wrecks your body it creates anxiety depression memory loss slows down your thyroid function it causes heart disease diabetes obesity infertility low low testosterone cancer promotion immune system gets weak everything you don't want so why really really work on stress response with people and getting people to see how they're reacting to stress and putting it in a perspective. So I love to use something called the one month rule.
0: I implement that all the time, by the way.
2: It's good, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you're pissed, worried, stressed, anxious, and you ask yourself, hang on a second, am, am I going to feel like this in a month from now about the situation? And if you tell yourself, no, I'm not going to care about this argument or whatever, this email, in a month, I'm going to blow it off. Then you blow it off right then. And if you say yes, I'll give it to you. But usually the answer is no. So use the one month rule to de-stress yourself. I love to have people take breaks in the day, like every hour, take a break, walk the block, do a little headspace app or something to get yourself to calm down and relax. Mm -hmm. I love box breathing, which is a Navy SEAL technique, which is where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for seven and exhale for eight. And you do it four times in a row, four in, hold seven, exhale eight do it. And that will immediately lower your cortisol, get really relaxed. So so your shoulders drop, your neck gets relaxed. Everything kind of decompresses. And I'll have people do that every hour on their, on their iPhone, every hour on the hour, their alarm goes off and they got to do it. You can do it in a meeting. You can do it in your car. You can do it Mm -hmm. in an elevator. No one knows you're doing it. That's a great, great way. And I want them to do that. I want them to implement meditation in their life. Mm -hmm. I want them to get it out of their system. And this is a problem with men because men don't let stuff out. We're supposed to be this tough, badass guy and we can handle it all, but we're just people like everyone else. And we have to be able to get it out of our system. Otherwise we hold it in. So I'll tell guys, go home and beat the shit out of your pillow. (laughs) Grab your steering wheel in your car and scream. Just get it out of your system. Mm -hmm. Cry, talk to your wife, whoever you feel like you can talk to. Just get it out. It has to come out. And we're not good at that as guys because we have this macho image we're supposed to keep up, right? Yeah. Especially,
0: I'm sure your Greek father was like, (laughs) (laughs) and my Italian father, there was no no crying in here.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Then I'll have people reach for herbs sometimes to help with the cortisol response.
1: Oh, which herbs?
2: So, like, I love ashwagandha. Ashwagandha by Daily Nutra is my favorite. Um, Since you
0: put me on that, I've been so blissed out.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's a great herb. It balances cortisol. It helps the thyroid. It increases your testosterone and libido sometimes. I'll use ashwagandha. I love maca.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Maca is great. Maca powder. But get it in a capsule form if you take maca because it tastes terrible. That's really good for regulating hormones, too, correct? Um, some, yeah, it does help with some fertility that if you want to like guys need a testosterone boost or some kind of fertility. So we kind of want to reach for the black maca. Mm, Okay. There's different colors. Um, black maca is better. You want to get a gelatinized maca, by the way, if it's not gelatinized, you're going to cause some stomach upset. Make sure it's a gelatinized maca powder in a a capsule because it tastes awful. Okay. Uh, those are two good herbs. Holy basil is a good one to relax the brain l which I mentioned earlier, is great for, um, amazing one for cortisol response. I love CBD, also calming. That magnesium I mentioned earlier, that magteen is great. Those are my go-tos typically. But look, it's ultimately up to you. You have to just control how you react to the world.
0: So ultimately, if you can kind of wake up, have a grounding morning, practice your stress responses remember to breathe and implement you know one or two of those herbs in your routine plus the sleep hygiene you're at like a pretty good base
2: right really good. really good and if you can do some workouts that's a great way to like vent and get your stress out of yourself
0: so everywhere you go especially now on instagram i remember when the quarantine shit started everyone was like if you have a healthy gut microbiome we're all going to be fine <laughs> And I was like, yeah, of course. But also that seems like a very general statement and obviously it's person to person. So again, you know, number one thing I get asked all the time is like, what supplements do you take and like, how do you make sure you have a good gut microbiome? I always am deferring to you because I work with you. So for general population, what are some things that, you know, you would recommend or implement to kind of make sure you have good gut health?
2: So good gut health. Um, there's a lot to that, but you always want to start with a good probiotic and a good diet. So, mm-hmm. my favorite probiotic is um, Probiotic by Microbiome Labs. It's a spore based probiotic. It's very good. A lot of good research behind that product. A lot of people like seed. Pretty good one there, too. So, a good probiotic will help keep a balance of the good bacteria in your colon. We have 100 trillion bacteria in our colon. It's more than cells in our body. So, it's a very important part of our life. And It's good to have a plant-based diet, plant-rich. So you want to have, I like 70% plant-based diet. The rest of it are proteins and fats. You know, you always hear about people eating like fermented foods, like sauerkraut and kimchi and things like that. That can be good if your gut is in good shape to begin with. It can be bad for you if you have too many bad bacteria in your colon to begin with.
0: That's something that I'm so happy you're touching on because I've heard... Everyone's always like, eat kimchi, eat sauerkraut. But I've heard that some people say that it's making their stomachs so much worse.
2: That's right. Because you're feeding the bad guys on accident. You didn't know it. So I add that later once I get your, your gut balanced with being on a probiotic for a couple months and you're pooping great and you're not bloating, you're not gassy, you're not having heartburn. Then I'll throw in some of those fermented foods sometimes later. So for
0: someone who can't see you, you would say, okay, just at least for a couple months, take these probiotics. Are we taking those with food or on an empty stomach?
2: So um, so that's a big debate, right? The Megaspore biotic is with food for sure. Okay. The seed one and other ones, some say empty stomach, some say food. It's very mixed. I don't know.
0: So whatever. I stick, with,
2: I stick with Megaspore and I, I love that one. I stick
0: with food. Okay. With
2: food, yeah. And, you know, I think if you have a good probiotic, plant-rich, you stay away from processed foods, um, you have a balanced diet, you have a, you know, things that trash your gut are stressing out also creates a lot of gut stress. Mm-hmm. So you want to de-stress yourself. You know, those are the, the cornerstones for me. I like to, to hammer in. What are your thoughts on meat? Meat. Okay. So I think it's on the earth for a reason. And I think mm-hmm. it's something we, we don't, have to eat it, but we should in very mild amounts. So red mm-hmm. meat I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um that's why I always check the genetics on people to see if they can handle saturated fats and cholesterol in their food. Because some people can't. If you have certain combinations of that gene, eating red meat or too much cholesterol in your diet will really raise the cholesterol in your blood.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't
2: handle that load. So people like that don't want to do keto diets. They don't want to do bulletproof coffee every day because it's just too much fat and cholesterol. They can't hack it. So it depends on the genetics a little bit. But saying that, if I didn't know your genetics, Mm
1: -hmm. I would
2: say 70% plants have red meat maybe once every 10 days, something like that, like a few times a month only. You need it. It has a lot of rich iron. It's got great vitamins in it, great protein source. But too much of it can be problematic. and some people hate reading meat. some people just love eating meat. It just depends.
0: Telling the average person to only eat meat twice a month is it's probably hard. a complete nightmare for most yeah. people, considering that, you know, McDonald's and in n out and yeah. all those quick, easy meals are
2: Yeah, I know. But stick with leaner cuts. like if you do have if you have red meat and you love it your best friend should be bison. Bison is great because it's low in in saturated fats. It's very low in cholesterol and just kind of make bison burgers a lot and doctor them up. And that's a good choice for red meat or filet mignon is a very lean meat. Do you eat chicken? Yeah, of course. I mean, chicken's a good white meat. Um, I try to avoid pork. I don't like pork. It's just a nasty animal. It's got lots of parasites in it. see a lot of undercooked pork, undercooked bacon. And you're not killing parasites in the animal. Then you eat them and they get in your intestinal tract. And now you got a parasite.
0: Which I had. (laughs) And, And that was so funny to me when you mentioned that it was a dirty animal, which a lot of people, you know, culturally even say, but the parasite thing really scared me. Sorry, backtracking most people recommend bacon, you know, keto is like such a popular thing. And so many people are like, Oh, bacon's a great snack. It has a perfect balance of meat and fat and God, like, how dangerous is that to spread around
2: the bacon? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you, if you have bacon, have it every now and then it's not going to kill you, but if you do have it, make sure it's cooked well, or it's not real flimsy make sure it's fairly crisp or you kill anything that's in there. But you know, scary. Yeah. It's just, uh, Parasites are picked up in undercooked foods like sushi and meats and, and from dogs is another big one. Dogs are <laughs> like their butt and they lick their face. <laughs> <pick it>.
0: Every <laughs> time my dog goes to lick my face, now I go parasite, parasite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. yeah.
0: But I don't think a lot of people realize how full of parasites we all are. So uh, yeah, you would yeah. say to, make sure your dog's not licking your mouth and cook everything really well. Huh? And most people eat so much sushi. So what do
1: we do there?
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I'm in that ballpark too. So I just think that um, if you're going to eat it, you're going to eat it. And maybe every six months you do a parasite cleanse or something like that to kind of flush your system out if you need to, or do a stool test and see if you have any, you know, I don't know. It's a tough call.
0: Yeah. I used to do parasite cleanses pretty often. Um, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not that difficult and I can link, I mean, that's pretty available online, right? Like what would you recommend as a parasite cleanse?
2: There's a lot of products out there that do parasite cleanse, a bunch of herbs and they work pretty good. You just got to do them for a good month. I think a lot of times people don't do it long enough. I used to play with herbs a lot, black walnut and other things like that, but there's a lot of over the counter stuff, but just do it for a good couple of weeks to get it in your system. Otherwise, it's just too short. It is.
0: Yeah, because you explained to me that they lay eggs, right? And then they hatch. So you yes. want to make sure you're doing it for long enough so you kill the...
2: Yes, you kill the ones that hatch and give them time to hatch. So you got to keep it in your system on a daily basis for a good couple of weeks. Gross. At least, at least a month. So gross. <laughs> I know. <it's>, you know <laughs> the parasites are crazy, man. They cause all kinds of wacko symptoms. I mean, I've seen it cause neurological things. I've seen it yeah. cause rashes. You name it, they can cause it. Isn't is weird?
1: So
0: for the, again, going back to just average person, I think the number one thing I also always get asked outside of like, how do I find a functional medicine doctor is what supplements to take. And I know that obviously that requires an in-depth blood test, but what would you say if you could recommend for an average human to be taking?
2: Mm-hmm. So there's six things I think that everybody needs. Number okay. one is a good multivitamin for sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs multivitamin. We don't get enough nutrients in our food. Our soil is garbage now. It doesn't have what it used to have. And in in our food isn't as, as nutrient dense as it used to be. So, you know, I, I do advocate a good multivitamin because I've seen, I check patients' levels and they're low, then I get them on one and then they go back up to normal. I see it work. I see it in the numbers. Okay. So that's one thing. Number two, vitamin D. Everybody's deficient in vitamin D. Uh, I recommend a dose of 5,000 units a day of vitamin D.
0: Does that have to be taken with K to absorb?
2: If you take it with vitamin K too, it does help you. What it, that does, it makes your body move calcium and keeps it out of the blood vessel system and puts it in your bone. Got it. So it's good for women for osteoporosis prevention, okay. cardiovascular disease prevention. You don't have to, but it does help. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So multivitamin, vitamin D. I love curcumin. It's my number one favorite herb on the earth. If you could pick one, it's that one. Curcumin is found in turmeric and it is, don't waste your time taking turmeric supplements because it's so weak in the amount of curcumin. Curcumin is, you want to take that whole thing yourself because it's it's so good because it's anti-cancer, it's anti-parasitic, anti-viral, anti-fungal, lowers your... Cholesterol helps you prevent diabetes. It does it all. It's amazing. Very powerful anti-inflammatory. Great for joints or any inflammations going on in the system. Helps heal leaky gut. It helps estrogen metabolism. Really, really good stuff. So that's one. I think glutathione is our master, one of our master antioxidants. Glutathione needs to be in a liposomal form, which means it's more highly absorbable through the gut. kind of protected by this little fat layer. So liposomal glutathione should be taken in everyone, in my opinion, who's over 40 um, because it's what's going to protect your body from getting sick, It protects you from cancer, it protects you from, you know, like brain disease like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and cardiovascular disease. It's a very powerful antioxidant.
0: That's what I take first thing in the morning on an empty yeah, stomach. Too. Should yeah, I be taking that twice a day?
2: You can if you need it, but most people just need it once a day. Okay. Empty Um, stomach first thing, right? Yeah, liposomal glutathione is awesome. Tastes like shit. Um, It does taste bad. It's bad. You can put it in water and just shoot it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. So um, I like that. The probiotic, which we talked about, everyone needs a probiotic. And um, I love, lastly, I love to have a product like Liver GI Detox by Pure Encapsulations. That is a great, great product to push all five pathways in the liver to detoxify the body. The body is super toxic, we're always bombarded with toxins in our environment, and that product pushes the liver to clean you up, because toxins make you sick, Mm -hmm. toxins give you cancer. So we wanna keep the body clean as we can by pushing the liver, then you doing your part to detoxify yourself. And the way you do that, you gotta pee, poop, and sweat. P means drink half your body weight and ounces of water a day. 200 pound person needs a hundred ounces of water minimum. Okay. Make sure you drink a lot of water. You poop every day and you're sweating to detoxify things out of your pores. And then you clean up your life to detoxify yourself. You have to like watch what you're drinking. Don't drink out of plastic water bottles. Eat organic as you can. Your products, you wash your clothes in. your dishes and your body in. Make sure there's no fragrance and perfume in any of your products. Super clean stuff.
0: That's the first thing I did after our appointment. I was already halfway there, but I completely switched my makeup, my skin, every product in our home to toxic-free clean.
2: Hey, good. Because we have 85,000 chemicals in our world, and they test less than half of those for safety. I believe. It's just crazy. Like They've, they've done um, samples of human adipose or fat tissue, and they found over 500 toxins in our fat stored.
0: Yeah. When you told me that in our appointment, it became a non-negotiable for me to get all that shit out of our house.
2: Yeah. You have to.
0: Yeah. And I hate, and it's so funny because every time you say that on Instagram, every time I say, Oh, I use these clean things, people get so defensive. We've been using these products for years. Everyone's fine. That's, and like, what do you mean? Everyone's fine. What is yeah. It was one in three people have cancer right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's true. So you got to do everything you can to kind of clean your system out.
0: So what do you think about internet? So, okay, now got to make sure we're eating clean, we're exercising, we're taking our supplements, we're getting all the toxins out of our home. Um, Obviously, I think probably the last thing would be all of our devices. So what do you recommend to kind of, I mean, they're horribly bad for us, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. That's all. I look at toxicity, what's in your body, so what you eat and drink, what's on your body, what you wash your clothes in, put it on your skin, put it in your mouth, etc. And then around you means devices. So we talk about your house, your Wi-Fi. You know, They're around us all the time, and it's kind of hard to get away from it. So I tell people to try to turn their Wi-Fi off at night, keep electronics out of your room, turn your cell phone into airplane mode at night. You don't need that thing by your bed blasting you all night with EMF. I don't like the Bluetooth products that goes in your ears, the wireless Bluetooth stuff. I like, mm-hmm. um, why would you want to put that thing in your skull and it's just Bluetooth in your brain? So use wired products like um, you know, wired earphones and stuff. It's less convenient, but it's safer, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things I, I see a lot of is people use their laptop and they put it on their lap. And what they're doing is you're blasting your testicles and your ovaries with, with um, electromagnetic frequency and radiation. There's a great product out there called the Defender Pad. And you can put Mm. that pad underneath your laptop and put it on your lap and it blocks 100% of the EMF radiation from the device. So if you can get one of those, it's really helpful to protect you.
0: And do you have the EMF EMF blockers on your phone?
2: I don't personally. I don't know if they work.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
2: I don't know. I'm not really sure what the deal is.
0: I have one just in case. And I always put my phone on airplane mode at night. Okay, good. Daytime. We're trying to get every device out of this room as possible. I mean, it's hard. It's a scary thing because what if there's an emergency? But when you mentioned that the thing, you know, your phone essentially, most people have it on their side table and it's just blasting you consistently.
2: (laughs) All night long, I know. Good enough reason to put it on airplane mode. Right, it it is. Or you put it in your bathroom or something away from you in case you do need to have the phone ring for some reason, you know. Yeah, so basically you want to just detoxify what goes in you, on you, and around you?
0: I mean, I think we covered everything, right?
2: I'm Uh, trying to think if
0: there's anything that anyone could ask. But I feel really uh, good. I feel like those are all the the major things that an average human being can implement in their life immediately.
2: You could. I mean, the only thing we kind of left out would be like the... uh, Which is important to me is like the the mind-spirit thing, the whole...
0: Yeah, what do you think is the... I I mean, the mind-spirit thing I think is... I feel like a lot of people get triggered when you say spirituality instantly. So what would you, as I know you've had like really wonderful personal experiences that have brought you to this level, the level of spirituality where you're at. So what would you, besides meditation, you know, how do you think you would implement some sort of mindfulness and spirituality into your life on a daily basis?
2: So here's what I think is important for people to, to think about. You asked me earlier, you know, we talked about sleep and, Diet and stress control and all that, but I think it's the way people think is a big deal Mm -hmm. because the mind body connection is very, very powerful, more powerful than you realize. And so people are walking around on the earth with that in their head right now. They're like in their head, this self defeating thinking I suck, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, I'm too fat, I'm not pretty, whatever. And your cells are going to listen to how you think and you're going to manifest with diseases. We're showing this with scientific proof now, like Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. There's a lot of good research in there about the mind-body connection and how we think and how it affects our health. We know that now our thoughts have power, our thoughts have energy, our thoughts change the quantum physics level. And our biology is just quantum physics at the basic level. So like, for example, in, in his book, he talks about the Harvard study with the piano. It had two groups of people memorize five notes on a piano, and both groups played them in there for two hours. So one group actually played the piano five notes, ba 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 over and over and over for two hours. The other group did the same thing, but did it in their mind. It didn't touch the piano at all. After the study was completed, they did brain scans on these people, and both groups showed new neurons grow in the brain that control finger movement. That's crazy because one group moved their fingers, the other group didn't move a thing. So cool. Showed, yeah. They showed new nerves grow in their brain. So the many studies like that have been replicated different, different things, different aspects. And the mind body is super, super powerful. So I really work on people getting them to look at how they think about themselves. Do you have negative chatter about you? Why? Where did it come from? Childhood? Did someone tell you you were stupid? Your dad, your mom, teacher, or friend, whatever. You got bullied. And you decide when you're young that you're not lovable. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. And you run that record in your head over and over your whole life. And so we got to work on a lot of you of like, let's figure out how to get rid of that problem. Let's figure out a different way to see yourself, a different way to see your reality. Maybe you're too pessimistic. You know, we work on letting you see the good in life, the being present to life, not worrying so much. So we really work on the mindset of you. So I really want people... This is crazy times right now. It's, it's nuts in the world.
0: I was talking about this with someone the other day. David and I answer relationship questions and some girl had messaged us panicking that she was dating someone and she didn't... She was scared that he was too good for her and he was going to leave her. And And my instant response just through you know, going to therapy and having childhood trauma as well, always feeling like I was stupid or fat or whatever... And this is what I say about everything, which I'm sure you'll agree with. It's practice. Same yep. way you would practice exercising or sport or writing or doing your job. You have to view those uh, positive thinking as a practice. And so when those negative thoughts come in your head, it's an instant shut off and say something positive.
2: That's right. That's why I love the book, The Untethered Soul.
0: Yeah, that's a
1: great Gotcha yeah. book.
2: <laughs> it, teaches you, it teaches you how to recognize your triggers and how to diffuse them. But you, what you just said is key. You are aware first that you're thinking that way. That's mm-hmm. the first step. A lot, a lot of people aren't aware they think that way. So once you're aware you are, you can start working on changing your reaction to things.
0: That's a, the hardest step for a lot of people.
2: <laughs> it is. But you're right. You have to rewire your brain which is beautiful because we can rewire it. You used to think you couldn't, now you can. You can actually change these patterns in, in your mind and shake that snow globe up in your head and let the snow fall in a different pattern this time kind of thing.
0: I mean, what else could you tell people kind of, like what's the practice there besides, you know, switching out your thoughts? Is there anything else you recommend?
2: Yeah, so if you're pessimistic, I want you to journal three good things that happen every day at night when you go to bed. Okay. You can never repeat them not grateful for, but good things. And you'll end up writing down things that are very simple. Like, oh my God, that first sip of coffee was amazing. Or that sunset tonight was beautiful. Or I heard my daughter laughing in the background as I was cooking dinner. And I just kind of stopped and listened to her laugh and put a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. The way my husband touched me this morning when he he rolled over in bed was just amazing. I felt his love. Just little things like that, we blow off. And you'll start to notice if you do this at night, your subconscious gets this seed planted in it. This technique is amazing because if you do it every night, you're going to start to notice your days become amazing. You notice the good things in everything Mm -hmm. subconsciously and you're like, wow, life is really amazing. These little things bring you tons of pleasure and you see life really differently. So I like for people to journal three good things every single night. Not grateful, but good things that actually happened and you can't repeat them and it gets hard but it makes you appreciate the little things. Um, meditation is amazing. I love brain.fm to listen to the unguided meditation. Sometimes I'll have people go back to traumatic events in their life and replay the event while listening to brain.fm. And all you have to do is replay the event and it's, it's emotional and it's difficult, but I want you to see a different outcome in that event. I want you to see yourself do something different react differently create a new ending the one you wanted maybe you fought back maybe you said something you should have said i don't know because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between you thinking it and it actually happening Cool. So you that can, makes total sense if you do that a lot and you replay that trauma
0: you're just of, recreating you, it
2: you recreate a different and you'll notice you have less triggers through life that would pull you back to that event or, you know, the suffering you have from that event is less, less severe. That's fascinating. It's difficult to do, but if you do it, it does work.
1: That's fucking fascinating.
2: Yeah, it's cool. So, and if we have to go there, we'll have people do, you know, some kind of psychedelic journey if they need to, With you know, it's all underground at this point, but I mean. well, Like mushrooms or. Yeah, like that's, that's coming around now. It's the, that's going to be the new thing. So, that's Goop cool. lab. Yeah. Right. The, <laughs> you know, the research is too good on it. I mean, for PTSD and for depression, anxiety, it's, it's, it's insane. So, you know, maps is doing all the research on that and it's very, very strong. So that'll be the new thing coming around to reset your brain. So you have to do it with professionals. You can't just go take some shrooms and if, if you know, think you're going to get better. It doesn't work like that. I'm <laughs> no. not advocating that. You know, so,
0: Opposite will you know. happen. As per my high school experience, <laughs>
2: <laughs> be bad man. I know I know. So um, I just want people out there to really start paying attention to how they're thinking. And now that you have this time with this lockdown, start looking at your life, reevaluate what do you need in it, what don't you need, Who don't you need in it anymore? Who's creating stress, who's toxic? This is a good time to kind of reset things and kind of dial into you and see what you need to do about yourself to make your life a lot better and live more fully and present because that's going to change everything.
0: Absolutely. There's no, really, this is the first two weeks of quarantine. I, sleeping until nine and staying up late and drinking a lot of wine. And I, all my practices went out the door I like absolute shit after two weeks. And I had to get back on my schedule, my normal mm. wake up time, doing my workouts, doing my journal, like my journal next to my bed. Yeah. Setting, Good. setting the timers. Okay. Now it's time for me to meditate. Now it's time for me to do this. Now I'm not gonna do that. Whatever. You just, it's like Good. balls in our court to make this situation the best it could be.
2: Totally. I hear you. And now
0: there's science behind it. So we all have to listen.
2: <laughs> I know. I hear you. And people are having a hard time out there. It's really difficult. You know, some of us are able to coast through and some of us are really having a hard time. And my heart goes out to those people. And um, I read a headline the other day. It's kind of it funny. It's like how it's, this is dividing the country a bit. Like some people are like, how am I going to eat tonight? And some people are like, oh, I wonder what episode of Sopranos I'm going to watch. You know, it's, oh God. it's just so, it's like the split. And uh, it really,
0: it is. And you see that too, if you just kind of scroll through the news and then juxtapose that with Instagram, it's like, here's my facial, here's my workout. And then other people being like, I'm facing yeah. homelessness. It's, it's, yeah. we're a divided country anyway. So um it makes sense that that would happen, but you know, it
2: does it does. And I it just like, I wish people could see, like we're all on the same boat together and let's help each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that we're starting to see more and more of that. Now I'm starting to see people helping other people more, volunteering more. And so we all can do our little part to help others in this time. Cause it's, it's gonna, we need stuff we need shit like this to kind of bring us together instead of division.
0: Yeah. This is our make or break moment. I think, you know,
2: it's true. We'll see.
0: Well, thank you so much. A pleasure. Thank you so much for taking this much time out of your day. I really appreciate it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.